five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. <clears throat> and this is Daniel. What was that? What was that? That was a sneeze. Oh, oh bless you. Wow. <laughs> My sneezes don't sound like that at all. Carla's a cr- scream <laughs> sneezer. <laughs> and this is Carla. We are Hoosier Homicide. A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Welcome, welcome, welcome all. I usually scream curse words when I sneeze. Do you? Yeah. You don't like sneezing or? Or you want to no, scare I just, people. I, <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know. I guess it depends upon who's around. I got to put my whole body into it. <laughs> it's scary in the car. You made me I jump. <laughs> I want to get it on video one time, put the audio You in might here. get on here. I'm still ill. Yeah. I can't believe you got it and mom got it, but the kid and I didn't. There's still time. There's still... Aww. I still have it. <laughs> no, I think the kid gave it to you. I know. Because mom She's was like, she me sneezed. stuff before and then I gave it to everyone at work. That mm. was bad. Mom said she sneezed directly into her mouth. And she felt it hit the back of her throat, and she's like, I'm going to get sick. (laughs) That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Kids. I drank after mom at her birthday party. Uh, Kids are little Petri dishes. Is that what it is? Yeah. It was like we both had cans of Diet Coke, and we both didn't know who had drank out of it. And then that's, it was just like, all right. So I went to uh, um, a science fair one year. My little project won at the school level, and I made it to the next round. Have I never told you this story? Well, I won a science fair project, too. I didn't win, but I came in third. Oh. I didn't want to be winning. <laughs> okay, well, wait. What was your project? Go ahead. Something with aerodynamics and stuff. So. Something. Something, something, something. I can't. I can't <laughs> That's what it was. I don't know. That's cool. one of those ones. My mom helped a lot. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> well, my mom, our mom, and dad didn't help me. I just lied and made it all up because it was like- And you won. In the name of science? science? <laughs> I knew how it was supposed to turn out, like how the results should turn out. It was those- They're going to come. They're going to come. They're going to strip both of our diplomas. I don't know if I won anything or if- and I think I had to go on like to the next I level went on of to something. The next one, yeah, yeah, like that. And you're like, no, it was I at didn't. the U of I. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I was at that same one. You guys no, are probably at the same damn funny. thing. Yeah, I don't know how you would prove that if we have any pictures. Did you actually go to it? I don't know if I tried to get out of it or not. It was those jump soles. That's what it was like. I remember. Yeah. So like, if you picture like a horse hoof, like kind of that shape, and it's only attached to my the- hooves. <laughs> my hooves. It's only attached to the front. Freddie got fingered. No, no. You've never seen Freddie got. I fingered? have, but I don't remember that part. Oh. Anyway, jump soles. Picture a horse hoof, but it's only attached to, like the front part of your foot. So it's like walking on your toes essentially, uh-huh. and it straps to the back of your heel, so it yes. holds on like a sandal, and it like hurts your calves. Yes. So, it but it was its intention. Yeah. So it was that I made. Another classmate do the exact same exercises I was doing, only I had the jump soles on and she didn't, and I just fabricated everything. So you didn't actually end up jumping high. No, I can picture myself at the community center sitting on the basketball court going, Should we at least jump up and down a couple times to make it look <laughs> like we were doing like if someone from the science fair or the school was spying <laughs> on us or something? So we jumped up and down. Okay, a few but times. the intention of the jump soles is to help you jump higher. Higher, yeah. Okay. Like more athletic basketball, I think yeah. would have been the goal. And I just li- I knew what it should look like. Like I could jump a half inch higher at the end than she could or something. And that one? I know. Because they want it to be like a control, a variable, and like a result. Yes. You know? And they make you come up with the hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And You took us down a deep rabbit hole. Because all I was going to say is a kid that from my school that also moved on had a Petri dish. And they oh. told him at the next level he couldn't have live a live bacteria. Oh. And then they got there and someone that won had live bacteria. Oh, that's oh, shitty. Oh, that's shitty. That's why you brought it up. You didn't finish. You were just like, no, 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 no. You interrupted. <laughs> no, 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 no. My mother does that to me. Interrupts and says you didn't finish. Maybe that's just a woman it, thing. No, interrupts and just like starts talking. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> She's got a lot to say. Oh, well, me and Bernadette. My brother 
My brother does it. My sister does it. Wow. We wow. do it on this podcast. We do it on this. <laughs> Force everyone to Me listen. And Bernadette did a science experiment where we were trying to test whether people could remember better if it was colored font Ooh. or black font. And it See, is black font. That do you remember better? Yeah. I remember. We'd have them try to memorize like um, a generic sentence. We kind of just got everything off of like e news. Mm-hmm. So it was just like very basic. Like Matthew McConaughey was in such and such movie. And then like. We'd give it to them. They'd try to like write it down word for word. So and they did bl- better with black. black ink. Ink. It was a good thing I printed this case in black. Ink. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember another one was like gum. Like everyone in the class had a brand of gum or, you know, like a group. And you were supposed to spit it out as soon as the flavor was gone. And they would time how long. <laughs> like the zebra gum was <laughs> like 10 seconds. Like at the ceiling. <laughs> you know, and Bubblicious or whatever was longer and tried it. You know, they had different ones. Like, I don't remember who won. I just you could just lie, though. Yeah. Yep. So all of them yeah. are liars. So either I'm giving this information. Those sheep are liars. <laughs> so that parents can help their kids lie on science fair stuff. All right. Really? So where was, where'd this come from? Where did we start? Know. We were talking about kid. Petri dish. Yeah. I called her a Petri dish. This is why people complain. No. no that no was interesting. Been, no one's been complaining here lately. We had a lot of positive reviews. That's because we're very bringing... Positive interesting content <laughs> we pay people we pay our our fa- uh, friends and family to get on and say nice things to us yeah. no i did do that already I logged on to anyone's phone i could get a hold of and gave ourselves a positive itunes review happy for you yeah in the beginning it's been a while <laughs> in since the I did it. just to get us started <laughs> <laughs> it's good to start on a positive note yeah you gotta put your best foot forward <laughs> oh, um started watching stranger things yeah only two episodes in. You're farther in. I am further along, yes. But I didn't realize there were only eight episodes. Like, I had this thing yeah. in my mind where there were, like, 13, so I was only halfway through, but that's not the case. I'm mm-hmm. almost done. Were the other two seasons longer? No. Okay. Last season was nine, and the one before that was eight. Am I not doing it right? I would know. No. I don't know what I don't know what you've been watching. That ain't what I've been hearing. It's great stuff. Great stuff. I can't give any spoilers away. There, you probably haven't even gotten that far. To give away a spoiler? Maybe. Maybe. There's a lot of ice cream. It makes me want ice cream. Yeah, there is a lot of ice cream, huh? It's funny. It is funny. I'm. I'm. I like the um the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. All eighties feeling. Do a very good job of that. I did hear that a murder actually took place in that mall where they filmed it, and that was on. And that's why we drink. Oh, uh-huh. the mall up at the the mall up in Hawkins. Yeah, we yeah. should give directions on how to get. How far is Hawkins from here? Well, it's about an hour and twenty five minutes. It's a south? hop, a it's skip, south. Yeah. and a jump. Second star to the left. We go down 65, right? You go down 65, yeah. And then you're going to want to take the first exit after the old oak tree. <laughs> Hang a right. Hang a right. And then if you go past the barn, the red, the big, the red, big barn, red barn, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. Yep. <laughs> Haw- Hawkins doesn't exist. No. no it's a, it's a For some point. reason, Indiana is like this place, this like, I don't know. This sought after place for fantasy because it's I don't so know. mundane. Because you've got and boring. Um, you've got Stranger Things that takes place in this town called Hawkins, and then you have Parks and Rec, which takes place in a town called Pawnee, and then you also have The Middle, which takes place in Olson, Indiana. What is that? It's like it's on Freeform, I think. Okay, but it's just like why is this such like a there was Erie, Indiana. That's older. From what? I don't know. I think you can get it on Prime. You don't even know the name? No, it's Erie, Indiana. That's what, That's it's, what it's called. called. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like popular. I think it's got the guy from Hocus Pocus in it. Billy? <laughs> yeah, is his name Billy? No, yeah. the zombie guy is Billy. No, not Billy. The <laughs> boy. <laughs> Max. Max, yeah. Okay. Dennison. Max Dennison. Max- yeah, right? Dennison. Yes. <laughs> Tubular. <laughs> the name's Ice. Ice. I don't go by Ernie no more. It's Ice. It's Ice. 
Okay, we got to stop. Let's stop. Stop while you're ahead. I'm not ahead. All right, what'd it do? I don't know if we've said anything that connects to anything, really. You would know. We would mm. not. This one's a little darker. I will say that. It's, there are murders. They're well, all I know, dark. but it's all a little darker. Okay. <laughs> okay, so do your do your thing. <laughs> it's too fast. It's so off. I can bob my head right. You didn't let it go far enough. You sound more like Dr. Evil doing the Macarena. You didn't let it go far enough. It sounds pretty much the same. You didn't let it go far enough. Yeah. Yeah. nasty. Okay. On January 3rd, 1971, 13-year-old Carl Brandt, who everyone called Charlie. I called him Hot Carl. <laughs> I shouldn't make these jokes before I no, know what's going to happen you can, to these people. You can make fun of that one. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm saying Brandt. It's B-R-A-N-D-T. Brandt. I can't Brandt the Brave. That's a name, I think. Yeah, I, that's what I, I what's think. What's the what's oh, the old? Never mind. Oh, okay, Brandt, because the older guy, older brother's name in the Goonies, they call him Brand. Yeah, but this not is Brand. Brand. Okay, he was sitting down in his room doing his homework at his home in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's north. North. Northeast. It's uh, at, it's at least two hours. At least mm-hmm. two hours. Depending, I guess, depending on where. It's a two hours from once you get to sixty nine. 69. You can take that to get to Hawkins also. <laughs> his 15-year-old sister, Angela, was in her room. His two younger sisters were already in bed for the night. Charlie's parents, Herbert and, I cannot, I don't know this, I-L-S-E. I've seen it. I-L-S-E. Isle? Isle? I know. Isles. I think it might be a German name. I think they're German. Isle. Isle. Elise. Ilse. Il- I don't think that's how you spell it. Maybe it's a way of. Ilse. I L S E. Isle. Isle. I L S E. I L S. Alsi. Isis. No. <laughs> Elsa. No. Else? Ilse. Else. Yeah. Ilse. 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 I don't know. You're going to have to pick something to stick with it. God damn it. God damn it. I got to do, do everything, everything myself. <laughs> I was like, whatever you decide, you have to stick with it the whole time. It It is only said a couple times. Ilse. Ilse. What was her nickname then? Eh. Mm. <laughs> eh. Are you looking it up? Yes. Okay, sorry. At this point, it's got to happen. <laughs> That's the hardest name I've ever had to pronounce. Eh. Ilse. Eh. That's what they called her for short. Eh. Eh. Pronouncenames.com. Thank you. <laughs> Free plug. What, bitch? <laughs> Pronouncenames.com. Ilse. 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 I think Columbia. it's German. Colombian? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's German. Yeah, it says it's Colombian. Okay, whatever. Ilse. Ilse. I Ilse. like it. Charlie's parents, Herbert and Ilse, who was eight months pregnant, were both in the bathroom. Herbert was standing at the sink shaving while Ilse was soaking in the tub. Just after 9 p.m., Charlie came out of his room, retrieved a gun that his father kept in his bedroom, and went to the bathroom where his parents were. He proceeded to shoot his father in the back. As Herbert crumpled to the floor, Charlie turned the gun towards his mother. As she screamed in fear, Charlie proceeded to empty the gun into her body. He then left the bathroom and went to Angela's room. How old is this motherfucker? 13. I don't like it. Yeah, just like... Picked up a gun. Well, kids could not, should not, but in the 70s, kids should not have access to guns that easily. Angela had heard her mother screaming and her father yelling, Charlie, don't, and Charlie, stop. He even, she even heard her mother yell to call 911, but before Angela could get out, Charlie was in her room aiming the gun right at her with a glazed over look in his eye. In the midst of it all, it seemed neither Charlie nor Angela realized the bullets were gone. So when it did not go off as he pulled the trigger, Charlie decided his only recourse was to attempt to beat angela amid the struggle with her brother angela proceeded to attempt to How calm him down angela? 15 okay 
She attempted to calm him down, and this seemed to work, and his eyes appeared to return to normal. So I don't know what she was to tell him. Probably everything's okay. I don't know what you would say. She flipped him on his back, and he went into a catatonic state. Like a shark. Like a shark. Yeah. Mm. She was then able to get away and took off running through the snow to a neighbor's house. Yes, snow. Yep. Mm -mm. She pounded on a door, and when an answer was not coming fast enough, she moved on to another house. By the time the neighbor did get to the door, it was open to Charlie, who was just standing there, and told the neighbor he had shot his parents. Um, I, as I said, I was removing the covers from my bed and getting out of the bed, and all this took place in split seconds. Okay. I mean, if we couldn't. This has got to be less than a minute, I would think. Okay. And I get up, and as I'm getting up, he comes into my room. Charlie. Charlie. Okay. Uh, brandishing the gun, a gun. I didn't even realize what it really was. I mean, until he aimed it at me, and he pulled the trigger. Okay. So you hear it click. I, and I was going to say, and, it, and it, I could hear it click. Okay. And uh, uh, I guess when he realized the gun didn't have any more bullets, that must be what he threw it on the floor. And as I said, I was lucid enough to kick it under the bed. I didn't know if it had any bullets in it or not. I don't even know what was going on. Right. And then an, a physical altercation ensued. I imagine, I think, he struck me. I do. I think he, because I had blood and just bruises, and I fought back. This is the only physical altercation I've ever been in in my entire life. Okay. okay? And I guess I won because I'm here to tell about it. I don't right. know. Right. And um, I just still, I, my brain, I remember I was only 15, my brain was trying to assimilate what was going on, and I was trying to get away from him at the same time. He was very strong. Next thing I know that I can remember is I was laying flat on my back. My bed was right here. On the bed? This, no, on, on the floor. Okay. Probably he knocked me to the floor. I don't know. Okay. And he was sitting on me, and he was strangling me. Okay. Okay. I was drifting in and out. I don't think that I got him off of me physically. Right. I remember, the way I remember it is, I saw the weird look on his face, the madness, the, the glazed over look. Okay. I saw it disappear. He just looked more like himself, and he said, what am I doing? Or what have I done? And I remember perfectly saying, I don't know, but I think you shot Dad. Because I heard my dad yelling. Charlie, don't do that, or Charlie, stop. And he said, oh, I did, or whatever. I said, I don't know, but get off of me so we can figure it out, okay? And he did, he got off of me. My next step, I was trying to get out of the house. He goes, so you're not going to leave me, are you? Of course I said no. Sorry. No, I would run out the door. And I did, as soon as I thought he was far enough away. I ran. Have you ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. I saw it once in my life. I could never watch it again. You know the girl screaming? Yeah. The way she ran screaming? That was me. <laughs> I was just a little girl. I was running through the snow in my bloody nightgown, torn, screaming. I got to the first house right across the street. I didn't knock on the door. I turned the knob and it was locked. And then I ran to the next house. And by the time I got to the next house, my brother had apparently come down the steps. He was outside. And all my life, I've heard him screaming after me, Angie, you promised you wouldn't leave me. You promised you wouldn't leave me. But I did. It's straight up Michael Myers. I did That's it. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I did it. Which also happened in Indiana. Oh, yeah. Fuck. No, it didn't. It no. happened in Ohio. Yes. Ah, it might as well God. be Indiana. <laughs> What is it? Also, the faculty happens in Ohio, like the back door of the country or some shit that aliens take over. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so this is bad. It's bad. It not good. Uh, so, but he was only able to shoot his parents and didn't kill his older sister and didn't hurt the two younger ones. I don't know if he would have if he had killed his Angela. I don't know if he then would have killed his younger sisters or not police officers arrived at the house and found Isil dead in the tub herbert was seemingly clinging to life but was at least alive charlie was taken into custody upon awaking up in the hospital herbert confirmed angela's story of events charlie was escorted into his father's hospital hospital room where he apologized to his father and his father seemed to accept his apology i sorry i don't i don't pretend to know what you would say to your kid like i don't i mean 
but she was eight months pregnant. Like, I, uh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if I would want them anywhere near me. Like, no, you need to keep him now or I might kill him. Charlie, of course, was evaluated, and it seems that all of the doctors were stunned and confused. Charlie had never shown any signs of a temper or behavior issues, and even after the shooting had no real reason as to why he did what he did. Friends and relatives would all say that they never would have expected this from him, especially against his mother, because he was somewhat of a mama's boy. Doctors stated that they could not find any sort of mental disorder with him that they could pinpoint or diagnose, yet they still felt his behavior to be odd. No fuck. <laughs> Shit. Killing people to be odd? This is very normal for Charlie. I don't know. <laughs> Charlie was not charged with anything criminally because the state of Indiana did not have laws which provided for this for someone of his age. This is extremely untrue. That's not what true. What year is it? 1971. It's true. It's not true. So he was not filed. No charges were filed against Charlie criminally because the law wouldn't allow it is what they said. And I've seen that in several places, more than one source. And But in 1965, in Indianapolis, Indiana, 16-year-old Sylvia Likens was tortured and murdered, not only by the woman her parents had left her to board with, but by also by the women's children and the neighborhood children. The Likens case was huge in Indiana and occurred six years before Charlie Brandt murdered his mother. Some of the trials were still going on during the time. And one of the defendants, I think, was as young as 12. Have and we covered Sylvia Likens? No, it's been done a lot in... Researching torture is not my favorite thing to do because I'll keep reading. Like even in here, it would like use generalization terms and then I had to go find out because like among other things, I was like, what are the other things I need to know? I need to be nauseous. So <laughs> so we haven't done that. It's Part of my diet is researching torture and <laughs> I'm nauseous and can't eat. <laughs> so we have not covered Sylvia Likens. It has been covered a lot. I would say, or frequently, or and, but they're saying one of the defendants was very young and was still convicted. I'm no one got as much time as they should have in that case. No one did, but to say that he couldn't be prosecuted, he might have like they could have brought charges against him and they would have found him guilty. And their suggestion as a puni- punishment could have been, you know, treatment at a mental health facility. Mm-hmm. It could have been, but so it might end up being the same thing. Because there's a lot of people that uh, kill young. and Because, okay, we did Colt Lundy and his friend Paul Gingrich murdered his dad. Yes. And he was 12. Yeah. They didn't lessen charges for minors in, in the late 60s, early 70s. It happened later with this kid, Paul, who was 12. They were like, we need to give judges more leniency to decide sentencing than just mandatory 65 to life for a 12-year-old yeah. or whatever. So they're saying, I don't understand why. I got a lot of this from True Crime Discussion blog, and she didn't know why from her, and Wikipedia didn't specify. So I have, I, I'm someone might. And if you do, you should tell me. And I think the only motive that I found, and it might have been on, I don't know if it was a 48 hours transcript. His mom grounded him from his Atari. And when, okay, Shit. they went to, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> they went to Florida for vacation, and he had a dog. And the dog was somewhat annoying to the dad. And they were out hunting with the dog. And the do- dad shot the dog. <gasps> and so well, that's damn Charlie's bad. dog. That's so, bad. That's, so they think that and three days later, then they come home. They were down there for Christmas in Florida and come home. And then three days later, he shoots his parents. So <laughs> I wonder what I wonder if the mom didn't stand up for him. I don't know. That's the only thing I read. And I didn't read that everywhere. It might have been like. Kind of the criminal mind, something yeah. like. Yeah. Well, now the, we know that he knows how to operate a gun. So yeah, from hunting. Yeah. Yeah, and that dad leaves guns out. So that was the only motive I saw. And but I feel like they would have listed that if the psychiatrist assessed him, and or the dad would have been like, yeah, I think I know why I might have made him mad by killing his dog. Yeah. And he said the dad said it was an accident though that he was shooting at a bush trying to scare the dog and to come back out. So it probably just shouldn't. He probably just shot the dog. Probably just shouldn't. Great parenting skills. At least I wouldn't do that as a parent. Yeah, I got a check mark in the win column. So supposedly, since he could not be charged criminally, and even though doctors supposedly could not find anything wrong with him, Charlie was sent to a mental facility in Indianapolis, which I can only assume is Central State. Yeah. 
probably wasn't a fun place to be. The records then are sealed, but he was probably sent there since they could not send him to jail. Most likely no family member <laughs> offered to take him knowing what he did. Right. And nor would people working within the foster care system be willing to take in a kid who had shot both of his parents. Yeah. His father had apparently forgiven him. It's not a good look. But his dad was in the hospital for quite some time recovering from his wounds, so he could not care for Charlie. A mental facility was the only place he could go. So his dad had already forgives him, and he has he's not even out of the hospital yet. Charlie spent about a year in that facility, which our great-great-grandmother spent 30 years. Eesh. Yeah. Eesh. 30 years in Central State. Four, 30, yeah. Don't worry. They didn't bury her on the property. They picked up her body to bury her at a regular cemetery. At least there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we did get her records from there. Charlie spent about a year at the facility, but by all accounts, it sounds as if his father tried to get him home even sooner. One of his psychiatrists, Ronald Pantsner, hmm, later recounted. <laughs> Sorry. Pantsner. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Later recounted. Basically, I was looking for mental illness, and he wasn't showing the signs and symptoms of serious mental illness, which I thought was what the court wanted to know. To the layperson, this doesn't make sense. The guy he killed had, his he mother. He hadn't had any symptoms such as irritable bowel syndrome. No, mm-hmm. not at all. And general bitchiness. <laughs> The guy <laughs> and an itchy vagina. <laughs> Are those mental illness signs? Oh, I thought he was just describing you. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck you, man! The guy killed his mother. She was pregnant. Shot his father. Why doesn't he have a mental illness? But he doesn't have a diagnosable mental illness. He likes to say that phrase. We found no psychosis, no distorted thinking that would basically be a reason for this crime to be done. So he was fine, but they kept him for a year because they didn't know what else to do with him. Wonder what he did all day. Hung out with the crazies at Central State. The police didn't know what to make of their 13-year-old killer. The Indiana courts ordered that he undergo three separate psychological evaluations. One was with psychiatrist Ronald Pansner, who agreed with his two colleagues that Charlie was something of a mystery. Your report almost seemed to be emphasizing what he wasn't. You know, he wasn't hallucinating. He wasn't having delusions. He was it was mature for his age, as opposed to concentrating on what was wrong with this kid. Why was that? Well, basically, I was looking for mental illness, and he wasn't showing the signs and symptoms of serious mental illness, which I thought was what the court wanted to know. Pantsner talked with Charlie about his friends, his family, his interests, trying to uncover some underlying problem. This kid did well in school. He didn't get into any trouble. He loved his family, he said, and the family said that he was a loving kid. You know, so there wasn't anything to diagnose. There was something wrong with him. To the layperson, it just doesn't make sense. The guy killed his mother. She's pregnant. Shot his father. Why doesn't he have a mental illness? <laughs> but he doesn't have a diagnosable mental illness. Nothing at least that the doctors could fit into any neat psychiatric category. So to the to the big question then, why did Grant kill? We don't know. In 1972, Charlie was released and pretty quickly Herbert, Charlie, and his three siblings packed up leaving Indiana for Florida. And the shooting was never, ever discussed again what mm-hmm. sweep it under the rug pretend like it never happened the hell it's the most Yikes. effective coping skills in fact it was not until 2004 that the two youngest siblings who had been too young to remember things in 1971 learned that their brother had killed their mother they, they had spent their lives believing she was killed in a car crash a car crash a car crash what you told it? me my parents died in a car crash <laughs> a car crash <laughs> Lily and James Potter a car crash <laughs> you're welcome for that yep. that's Hagrid I think dad likes that scene mm-hmm. <laughs> in Florida things continued on in life as they would in any other normal family or so it appeared one year later Brant's father and sister moved away from moved away after Herbert remarried while Brant himself remained in Florida under the care of his grandparents I bet they were thrilled to have him there 
Maybe they might have lied to them too. You never know. Charlie grew up, became an electronic technician and a radar specialist, and in 1986, he married a woman named Teresa, known by everyone as Terry. Charlie and Terry lived in the Florida Keys, and everything seemed to be hunky-dory. I wrote that word in. I like that word. (laughs) (laughs) Hunky-dory. They appeared to be a perfect fit for each other, and everyone in her family liked Charlie. A few said there there were a couple strange things about him, but they just thought it it made Charlie a bit more eccentric. But Charlie was well-suited to Terry's carefree personality, says Debbie Knight, a friend of the family. Terry was gypsy-like, just happy-go-lucky. Nothing bothered her. She was a wonderful person, very kind, very sweet. Terry's closest friend, Melanie Fetcher, said Terry and Charlie were inseparable. If my husband could love me one-third the amount that Charlie loved Terry, I'd be the luckiest woman in the whole world. Ouch! <laughs> like, oh, that's sticky. Damn! Man! <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Fetcher. <laughs> <laughs> and Terry's closest friend, Melanie Fetcher, said Terry and Charlie were inseparable. If my husband could love me one-third of the amount that Charlie loved Terry, I'd be the luckiest woman in the whole world. You detected no problems in this marriage? None. Never. Never argued. I never saw him get angry or mean. Violence? No violence whatsoever. What about temper? Never. Everybody has a temper, not Charlie. Everyone agreed. It had seemed a perfect match. Melanie says she never detected any problems in Terry's marriage, saying they never argued that she never saw him get angry, and that to her knowledge, Charlie didn't have a temper. They often did things for each other. They would make each other Ow, feel good. Charlie bit me. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's the best video. Ow, Charlie, that hurts. <laughs> uh, they often did things for one another. One of those things was that they would make their lunches for each other because the lunch tasted better when it was made by one who loved you. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Mom used to write Especially me when they make something, but it wasn't for you and you end up eating it anyways. Yeah. Or they brought home leftovers and said, don't eat that. And then you eat it anyways. Mm-hmm. That's how it tastes even better. Mom used to leave me notes in my lunch. <laughs> she did because you always took your lunch. I always took my, I was a weird kid that took my lunch. I didn't. I was like eating this rectangle shaped pizza. Here yeah. I come. Then came September of 2004. Hurricane Ivan was headed straight for the Florida Keys and it had been decided that the area needed to be evacuated. Terry had a niece, Michelle Jones, that lived in Orlando. Michelle was 37 37 years old, television executive, and worked at the Golf Channel. Michelle invited Charlie and Terry to come to her house to wait out the storm, and they accepted. Michelle was very close with her family and talked to her mother, Mary Lou, Terry's sister, nearly every, every day. So this is Terry's niece who is older. On Wednesday, September 15th, after trying to reach her daughter since that Monday, Mary Lou and her husband, Bill, were very worried. How worried were they? What? Are you done moving? (laughs) What? What? She wanted to work work out. out. Okay, are you done moving? I suppose, Danielle, are you done moving? Yeah. I need you two to get it together. I need you to mind your own fucking business, Carla. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. it's hard. We're in the Whoa. same room. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, they called Michelle's friend, Debbie, and asked her to check on Michelle. Debbie, Debbie. Debbie had a key to their house and still had Mary Lou on the phone as she drove up to it. So she's saying, I haven't heard from my daughter. Even though they weren't in the zone for like evacuation for this hurricane, I still haven't heard from them. I haven't heard from her. She later said that she felt something was not right when she got there. She attempted to knock on the door when she got to the house but and then pulled out her key. And for whatever reason, she couldn't get her key to work. And I was like, I know why. It's because she didn't really want to go in. Since she could not get her key to work, Debbie decided to walk over to the garage that had several windows in it and look in. To her horror, she saw Charlie Brandt hanging from the rafters. She immediately called the police. So she saw that he'd killed himself. And I was like, oh, this is why I did not want my key to work. <laughs> Shit. Officers arrived and lead investigator Rob Hermert, and I'm going to call him Rob. My name is Rob Hemert. I'm with the Seminole County Sheriff's Office. As I'm driving there to the scene, there's a million things going through my mind, and it's quite rapid. There were three young police officers, and they went in, and 
they weren't in the house 40 seconds and to watch all three of them hurrying out the front door, throwing up. I've worked hundreds of death investigations. I've never seen anything like this before, and I probably won't again. They quickly determined that Charlie's death was likely a suicide. There was a bed sheet around his neck and a ladder on the ground by his feet. Investigators moved on to the house. Inside the living room, on the couch, they found the body of Terry Brandt. She had been stabbed several times in the chest while reclining on a couch. Jeez. Which I have a very like visual of that, like someone coming behind you, like over you while you're sitting on a couch. It, again, Michael Myers style. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it gets worse. It Come gets on, man. Worse. Yeah. How could it possibly get any worse? I lost my place. Sorry. Oh God. You know you're supposed to be a professional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I don't hell? often feel like I get to work with professionals. Okay. <sighs> oh my gosh. This is just. This is not it's what I signed up for. It's not Did in my you contract. Ever sign up? It's not in my contract. <laughs> We're all the brown M and M's. What? That's what I demand. Is you really want me to answer that? <laughs> no, question? I don't want to know. Halsey <laughs> okay. needed a brandy glass full of brown M and M's. Wayne's World. Yeah, that's what I know. Wing, that's, a, that's where it's. That's why I said brown M and M's. You're a brown M and M. Yep. Okay. This did not prepare them for the horror they were to find in Michelle's room. She had been decapitated, disemboweled, on, and there was a gaping hole in her chest where her heart had been removed. Ooh. Yeah. I told you it got worse. That's quite sinister. Yeah. Michelle's head was placed next to her body on the bed, and her blood-soaked clothes were in the bathroom sink. So what hotel is this now? It's her house. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. What hotel? <laughs> to make sure you never go <laughs> yeah. there? Uh, the weapons used in the crime were knives from the kitchen. Knowing they were pretty certain that Charlie's death was a suicide and finding no signs of forced entry or a struggle, they could only conclude that Charlie had killed his wife and her niece and had then killed himself. There was no note left. Plausible, yes. As Rob pieced events together, the, the evening seemed to have started innocently enough. I know they had dinner together. Charlie cooked some type of fish. It looked like they may have had some drinks, some wine, and so forth, he explains. Rob learned that although the Brants had planned to leave that day, their bag sat in the front hall because Charlie insisted on staying the extra night. There was no reason for them to stay behind, Rob says. The hurricane had passed, so he chose to stay for a reason. I think it was because he knew what he was going to do. So they were supposed to leave, and it's like, why are you, you know, overstaying your welcome? Why the fuck are you still here? It's like... I, I say that to Carla at least once a week. <laughs> why the fuck are you still here? <laughs> Just before a press conference was to be made, Angela Brandt gave investigators information that shed light on a whole different Charlie than anyone knew. It was then that she told them about the death of her mother. Investigators did not know. Michelle's parents did not know. Most friends and family didn't know. And one point of contention over the years is whether Terry knew. Like, so you married this man. Did you know he killed his mother, his pregnant mother and tried to kill his father and probably tried to kill his sister? Did that you, is As what? a teenager, did you know it and said, well... Car he, crash. Car crash. A car crash. Sorry. So did she know or did she not know? Did she that marry me? what I was thinking the whole time. So maybe, yeah, she, he might have told her she died in a car crash. It worked before. Yeah. Some say absolutely, while some say there is no way. But before they would get that far, investigators wanted to look at the Brant home in the Florida Keys. Most officials involved in the case did not believe that the mutilation of Michelle's body was the first time Charlie had done it. There seemed to be too much precision there. Ooh. Yeah, like, I'm good at this. When officers arrived at the Brant home, they were struck at how the boards would, had fit across the windows and doors. One officer reported that it seemed as if each board was meticulously cut to fit or if it was a custom design. So when people board up their houses to, you know, trying to withstand hurricanes and stuff, like how you picture it, it looks pretty rough. I picture the boarded up houses at Richmond Hill. Like it doesn't look good. It's like yeah. plywood and shit. So apparently he took a lot of time. It was something he had never seen before. Once inside, several things had jumped out at them. The strangest thing they found was on the back of Charlie and Terry's bedroom door. It was a poster of the female anatomy. Oh, uh, oh I got one uh, of those in my room. Like the kind you would see at a doctor's office. Like I half, reference it, yes. Half was like the organs and the other half was like the musculoskeletal system. I do my tongue exercises, you know. Oh my beforehand. God. You so know, wrong. You know. I'm unwell. Every champion prepares, you know. 
There was also several medical and anatomy books, which was strange since neither Charlie nor Terry were in the medical field. But was you what think was, doctors? He just said he's going to be a medical books. doctor. Yeah, he was. Like, he said he's going to get in the family business. But you're a medical doctor. He I said know. it's all about who you know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably told her, "I want to go back to medical." Medical, yeah. Go to medical school. He probably told her that. But what was even more bizarre was that there were there appeared to be sections marked in the books, and those sections just happened to include things done to Michelle's body, so heart, head, intestines, like that type of thing. He really wasn't trying to fool anyone. Mm-mm. Also, during the search, they found a stack of Victoria's Secret magazines addressed to Charlie, which is fine. You can a man can order Victoria's Secret magazines if he wants to. That may not have been so striking, except that he had nicknamed Michelle for the uh, lame Brian to flip oh my through. God. My... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. 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 He had nicknamed Michelle Victoria's Secret and never seemed to call her anything else. So that's, you're like sexualizing your niece to call her Victoria's Secret Mm-mm. when you collect those magazines, knowing what they sell. Like, he's not collecting it for like the sleepwear. It was just incomprehensible that he could have killed them. Mary Lou just couldn't accept that this monstrous crime was the work of the mild-mannered brother-in-law she had known for 17 years. When they described what occurred to Michelle, it was even beyond description. He was one of those people that just sat back and, and watched, but I never thought anything crazy of it. It was just as incomprehensible to Michelle's horrified friends, who considered Charlie a bit of an oddball but certainly no threat. Michelle and I used to call him eccentric. That was one of those strange things the family saw but thought little of. That would creep me the fuck out. Like, your uncle calls you Victoria's Secret. Why are we, why is this okay? Yeah. Then investigators checked the computer in the home. They found searches for sites about death fantasies, necrophilia, violence against women, and snuff films. It's a snuff film. It's, it's like a rape scene where someone dies. Like uh, the actual, uh, yeah, you didn't want to know, but uh, I told you. So it's a murder on tape. It is? Yeah. Okay. I, had, did not I just know thought that. it was an assault. No, it's worse. Okay. Um, like a real one. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. When they found Terry's journal, they thought it would give them some insight into Charlie's life. However, the journal was full of mundane bullshit and short sentences. There was a day or two that said weird day, but that was all. <laughs> There Every day. No sort of elaboration in the entries. About the only new thing the investigators felt they discovered in the, sh- in the search was that Charlie was obsessed with Michelle. All right, then. Eventually, investigators found their way to a man by the name of Jim Graves, which is like the best mystery novel name. Yeah. 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 Not only had he been the best man at Charlie and Terry's wedding, he had also once been married to Charlie's sister, Angela. Jim knew about Charlie's past in Indiana because Angela had told him when they were married. Jim had remained friends with Charlie after his divorce. He believed that Charlie was fine as an adult, but he told Charlie that he should inform Terry of his past, to which Charlie told him that he had. So Jim thinks that Terry knew. Jim said he further believed that Terry knew of Charlie's past because not long after their marriage, he asked them when they were planning to have kids, and it was Terry that commented that all things considered... They did not feel it was a good idea because he murdered his pregnant mother. So that's why he thinks she knew. But she could have been saying that for any reason. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could have been that they didn't want any. Mm-hmm. But Jim's biggest claim was that in July of 1989, Terry had told him she all but suspected Charlie had been involved in the murder of a woman not very far from their home. Like she, It happened like just a few blocks away. The person Terry was referring to was Sherry Parisho, under a bridge off the Big Pine Key. Local fishermen had made a frightening find, initially thinking they were reeling in a mannequin. It's never a mannequin. It's never a mannequin. The fishermen had actually discovered the body of a woman. Sherry was homeless, and her partially closed body was found with her throat slashed. Her head had been re- nearly severed. Her body was extensively mutilated, and her heart was removed. So, like, that's the thing they look oh, for. Oh, shit. It's that's like, the connection. By the time investigators talked to Jim Graves, they had already begun to comb over some unsolved cases. 
and had seen the case of Sherry. They were looking hard at her case because not only of the proximity to the Brant home, but also the condition of her body. According to Graves, Terry had told him that one night, Sherry, on the night that Sherry was murdered, she had found Charlie downstairs with blood all over him. She told Graves that when she asked Charlie what happened, he claimed he had been filleting fish, of course. Obviously. Like That's every- how all murders start. Yeah. I was filleting a fish. This is how you get so messy. I filleted over a thousand fishes. A thousand fishes. And now I am covered in blood. Come smell me. I don't smell like fish, but that's because the most, the more fish you get, it cancels out the smell. Yes, that's I have right. heard that. And then I got some cheese, some tartar sauce, and some real soft white bread. Oh, it sounds good. I'm I'll put it in a little cardboard box. I am hungry. Mm-hmm. Grave said he was not sure if he felt Terry believed that or not especially since she was telling him. Graves claims that he then confronted Charlie about it, saying that his own wife thought he had murdered a woman. Charlie denied being involved. Investigators determined that Brant killed Sherry and officially closed the case on May 6, 2006. Curiously enough, Charlie seemed to travel quite a bit, and he was ultimately linked to 26 (gasps) unsolved murders. This is a serial killer case. Shit. Shit. Man. In 1988, 20-year-old Lisa Saunders was beaten, stabbed, and her heart was missing. Brant was living in the area, but was not connected in any other way. Why was this dude so interested in the heart? I don't know. Like, that's his MO. or his. It's either the MO or the signature. I get those confused. But it's like, I think it's the compulsion part. Like, I have to do this. Even if it's going to lead to me getting caught, I have to do this part in the murder. So there. See. In 1995, a woman's body was found on the side of a Miami highway that Brant used regularly. I can't say that word. That Brant used. Darlene Toller, a sex worker, had been decapitated and her heart removed. Her body was wrapped in a blanket and then wrapped in plastic and tied up like a package. Aside from the condition of the body, there were also dog hairs on the blanket. Investigators say dog hair was also found in the back of Charlie's truck, but tests has ne- but tests have never been officially done on these. So, but I also want. Didn't they say like? Pet testing of pet test hair was like junk science now. I like think all they can do is compare the 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 fibers. But I think they're also saying like carpet fibers and pet stuff. Pet hair or human hair? Pet hair, like dog hair. Oh, I don't know. So you're saying I, they can't discern like, between pet hair and maybe carpet fibers. I think they can. It was just like to match up two dogs' hair. Like it's not, um, like provable DNA. evidence. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't get DNA from dog no. hair. Right, right. So I just wondered if there's a whole thing about junk science. I'm not sure about carpet fibers. Well, I think like, like you can use it in a trial, but it doesn't necessarily... It shouldn't be the linchpin? Yeah, it's not like provable evidence. Mm-hmm. It's just circumstantial. Okay. Or whatever they that call sounds, it. That sounds right. I'm going to run with that. Uh, they also claim that along with all the other meticulous things Charlie did, he kept mileage records for years every time he filled up his truck, and it seems to fit an entry for 100 miles, the driving distance between his home and Miami on the day of her murder. Again, while Jim Graves contends that he does believe that Terry did know of Charlie's past, her family fails to believe this. If you believe Jim, then there seems to be no way she did not know. And I was like, she might not have known explicitly what happened, but she suspected him of murdering a random woman and covering himself in fish. That like, I don't know if she just had a feel like she knew someone wasn't right. But I don't know if she knew explicitly that he killed his mom. Investigators have attempted to get the sealed records from Indiana to see if there was ever any treatment given or even if an idea of what drove Charlie. But to do that, they would need the Brant family permission. Herbert Brandt was still alive at the time and refused to allow it. Like, you're still defending your piece of shit, son. Wow. Michelle Jones's family holds a lot of anger towards the Brandt family for not only concealing the crime, but refusing to allow it to be examined even today. He's yeah, dead. I would be. Yeah, he's dead, too. It's also like... Yeah, what's it matter now? Like, let us just get the answers we need. The Joneses say that to this day, Herbert and Angela Brandt never have acknowledged that telling Terry might have saved lives. Mary Lou says Herbert and Angela should have known that Charlie had the potential and capacity to kill. She added that Herbert has never made an effort to say how sorry he was that this happened to us. So the father of the serial killer has never apologized for letting him become a serial killer. I don't know if you can blame Uh. parents 100%. I mean, he shot his dog. Don't do that shit. It'll turn kids into serial killers. Yeah. 
For Michelle's best friend, Debbie, the anger goes even deeper. Charlie's father should be exposed. He knew what his son did. He knew the crimes he did. I would love to see him sitting right next to me because I'd find him guilty. The most important thing about Michelle was she was extremely loyal. She was giving. She was caring. She was dedicated. She was an amazing woman. She was a wonderful person, very kind, very sweet. She was the best friend you could ever have. She said Herbert is now 75, lives in Florida, as does Angela, now 51. Both have declined 48 hours for interviews. So I'm not, I'm not sure what date this is. They might be older now. Or he, he might be dead. So they don't call him like a certain, you know, like the heart stealer. Yeah, I don't know if he has a moniker. I the heart that. bandit. Yeah. What did he do with them once he had them? I don't him? know. I don't. They didn't ever say, like, what do you do you want to know? Like, did, oh, There's only a few things you can do with them. Don't say it. Mm-mm, not many things in past generations that are kept secret are not bad things, at least not by today's standards. And just the fact that they were kept secret for decades often makes it worse than the secret itself. However, in this case, it does not seem as if it was just simply kept secret. Angela had, has been quoted as saying that even within the household, it was as if it never happened. It's like, remember that one time you killed our mom? I'll be like, I would fucking, th- as a sibling, I would, or she might be terrified of him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, anything you want, Charlie. Anything you want, my- you want, just don't kill me. Just don't kill me. I think I did read that she finally now, like she wouldn't sleep with any fans or her windows open, any fans on to. She could hear what was yeah, going on. Yeah, in case he yeah. like, came to kill her in the night or something. So now she cranks up the AC that he's dead. Oof. Yeah. And they live in fucking Florida. I mean, his plan was to kill them all, so. Yeah. Yeah, I I would be terrified. I, I just I don't think do I'd you, live in Florida. A 13, 13 year olds know that you go to jail, right? Yeah, like the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, but they know that you go to jail if you kill someone. So you think that he was just like assuming his fate, like you, or it was like some type of psychosis? But they said nothing was wrong with him. That's like a sociopath. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. The Joneses who want new laws to ensure that the outrage of Charlie Brandt never be repeated. They are pushing for a public database, much like that for sex offenders, including anyone of any age who has ever killed another person, regardless of the circumstances. If we can do something to help somebody else to prevent them from facing what we did, then Michelle's life will have meaning. Terry's life will have more meaning. There should not be a Charlie on the streets, says Mary Lou. Yeah, but okay. So let's say you killed somebody in self-defense, so now you have Have to to go on. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I can see where... well, they'd make people do that, right? When when someone like takes a leak on school property and then then they have to register as, as like a, a sex, sex offender, offender. Yeah. right? So it's like if even if you killed someone and you got away with it, like you didn't, they didn't have enough evidence to take you to trial, or they couldn't prove it, you know? Or, or there's you a database been, that makes I don't know. So like you can't be put in a database if you haven't been convicted of it, and he wasn't convicted of anything. No, so he wouldn't. They have were even like, been there's the no law. Oh, no. Oh, no. Just for that one girl that was tortured, we had a law, but now there's no law. That was really bizarre. In July 2006, an Indiana judge released Charlie Brandt's mental health records to investigator Rob Hermert. They were not released to the public. Rob says the records have been helpful in understanding the motive for Charlie Brandt's crimes. So he didn't he didn't say anything either. No, so we still don't fucking know, like, thanks, thanks, investigator. They said they didn't find any mental illness. Yeah, so I don't so. know what he would have found that if, like, the doctors were lying. He did, in fact, have IBS. <laughs> and that's what caused it all. I don't know. So he was able to just, like, keep everyone off his tail for a year and while he was in the mental in- institution. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? The mask of sanity? So... So a psychopath, essentially, a psychopath figures out how to emulate the what how other people act. It's like, oh, not everyone is like me, but I have to pretend to be like you so that I stay out of trouble. But as 13, did he know deep down that he had like these weird urges to kill people, but knew you can't act that way or you'll get in trouble? I would think, yeah. So he knew how to act inside the mental health facility. Like, no, I'm fine. I don't know, you know. I just got I just, mad. I happened. No, he didn't. Like he just he happens didn't. to be a psychopath that knew how to fake like nothing was wrong. Okay, but him. he had to. They probably asked him like, "Why'd you do it, dude?" I don't. He never gave him a reason. He's like, "I don't know." He didn't even say like he killed my dog. I don't know. That would <laughs> be know. me. I don't, I don't know. know. So yeah. So What'd you did learn he... at school today? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Great. 
Right. And it's it like was- when I come home at night and the toddler's really focused on what's on TV. And I walk in. She hadn't seen me all day. Eyes don't move from TV. I walk down and I'm like, hi, did you have a good day? Nope. Nope. I said, yup. I said, yup. Get off my back, old man. <laughs> oh, no. I had a picture of her where she has this, as a baby, where she had this real serious look on her face. I mean, we're talking, she was like a couple days old. Oh, yeah. And she has this real serious, like, look on her face. And I asked her, I go, what do you think you're thinking there? Or I go, what were you thinking there? And she goes, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> she remembers what she was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> uh, let me look him up real quick and see. I don't think he got an, a nickname or anything because he killed himself. Like he wasn't, I don't know, like he wasn't on the loose for a while or something. But it, they suspect three to six victims, including an unborn child, is what they list. Well, because his mom. Mm-hmm. But he didn't cut his mom's heart out. No, like I don't know if he would have if. Or if he thought, I have to, now that I've killed my parents, I have to kill everyone in the house yeah. to like hide my crime. Or and once I do that, I'll be able to do whatever I want. Or I don't, but he just acted so normal about it that they didn't diagnose him with anything. I was like, everyone has something. ADD, OCD, depression, anxiety. Everyone's got something. IBS. IBS. <laughs> I don't know. This very bizarre Makes um, you think, like, were they just like, we don't really have the funds for this right now. I don't know. In Central State, who was the youngest one there? I'll I'll look it up. I think that's everything. He's a serial killer, not talked about. I don't know if there were a whole lot of episodes about him done. It's because there's no satisfaction in this. We don't know why he did it. No, he didn't leave a suicide note. All we know is he was, like, studying female anatomy and had a thing for the heart and taken off the head. Like, why both? I don't know. I, I'm, I'll look for a 48 hours and see if there's a... You know, they have a specialist on there, a psychologist or something, and see if they give an opinion. And I could put an audio clip in or something. But it's like, they're like, shit, we couldn't find anything wrong with him. So we sent him home. We thought it'd be okay. I mean, we know you couldn't stand trial. So whatever. What else are you supposed to do with him? He he had to be so fucking smart, though, to know to fake normal. But he could have been. I mean, think about all the other serial killers that were very yeah. smart. I think of like Israel Keys that he faked normal real well. Like after he killed a cat in front of a friend and they did not act the same way he did. He was like, oh, I'm different. Oh. And not <laughs> in a special way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else? You got anything else? That, that, that's it. This gruesome one, home gruesome. It's not satisfying. That's probably why people don't talk about it. No, because I'm angry. I, I'm going to say red, but I actually listened to the book stay sexy don't get murdered like the self-help guide mm-hmm. by karen in georgia they wrote it and that was very good they they voice it too they read their chapters like they co-authored it oh so they didn't hire like morgan freeman to read their book no form. they didn't <laughs> they didn't so it's very good it's their life and i was like you know they remember the all the fucked up shit they did as young kids you know adolescents that don't and i was like i don't remember any of that stuff what? like being I think being latch, latchkey kids, like we never were. What's a latchkey kid? Um, 80s and 90s kids that get off the school bus and have a key to the house and mom doesn't get home till after six. And, mom you know, always picked us up. <clears throat> I know. So we had a stay at home mom, basically. So latchkey kids just run the house until your parents get home after work and you can do whatever the fuck you want. I like it. Let's bring it back. Yep. Yep. Let's give the four-year-old a key. Yep. <laughs> just kidding. Go. <laughs> So yeah, they talk about that and substance abuse and eating disorders, a lot of stuff. And I enjoyed it. That's I'm glad you took joy in their pain. Yeah, well, it's funny, okay? <laughs> it's funny. If it's not funny, I don't want to talk about it. There you go. If it can't be funny, I don't want to talk about it. I would also like to point out that Boris has been asleep in the other room oh, the entire time. Poor Boris. Poor Boris. He hasn't made a sound. That's like on Peter Pan. When the dad gets hurt and they're like, poor Nana. Poor Nana. <laughs> poor Nana. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think I have anything else, which is beautiful. I'm okay with it, right? Yeah. Good? Okay. You can find yeah. us on Instagram, Twitter, all the podcast sites now that we are back on iTunes. 
certain to censor ourselves in the future. Yep. Yep. That it. Yep. And for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the, the corn. corn. Oh, okay. I'm going to be okay. It's fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. We're getting comfortable. Okay. I thought you were going for something. He is going for something. No, I am not. (laughs) Quit thumping the microphone around. I have to edit all that, you know. (laughs) Don't shit yourself. I better be careful before the microphone gets a fist bump by a turtle head. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, Daniel? (laughs) Not right now. Not right now. Why? Why are you asking? <laughs> He's making a mean joke. I don't get it. Cucumber is shaped like a wiener. I mean, I like them, though. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>